Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Me in the straight jacket. Welcome back to another episode of Done Playing by the Rules. I'm Jenna. And I'm Janelle. I'm out of the closet if you're watching on YouTube. Every, have I Can you please explain? Because I don't think (laughs) you always mention you're in the closet. Every every episode I think that we've ever recorded has been in one of my multiple closets because it has the best acoustics. So hopefully the echo isn't going to be too bad from this, but I can edit it out. But I'm in the office because my husband is gone and my kids wanted to play in the basement and I can't be more than a floor away from them or I feel anxious. So like being in the closet with them in the basement, I can't hear if someone's like killing the other one. So yeah, I'm in the office like Jen. So you would be anxious because my kids are in the woods right now. Yeah. Well, no, because I, I know no where like your woods are safe. Our basement True. is like open water heater and they've also been getting in a lot of like physical altercations and Mikey's go-to move is the neck hold and so I'm Mm. just always convinced somebody's gonna choke someone out and I'm gonna need to resuscitate just like run in there speaking (laughs) of being safe (gasps) well that didn't even work like that was an accident that (laughs) That did work I mean I said that didn't work we're actually talking about family safety plans today and this can be Completely different, I think, for families based on your needs. Like if your kids are in a situation where someone else is taking care of your kids, you kind of need a different plan versus mm-hmm. Janelle and I stay home with our kids. When we grew up, um, my parent, my dad had a disgruntled employee that he fired once and we went into like full high alert family safety plan because he had made mm-hmm. threats against, I think the family, but I know my dad. And it was like, we had a family safe word. If anybody tries to pick you up that isn't these three people, you don't get picked up by them. And I practice this with my kids all the time. What if, and if we're going to like a big neighborhood party and I'm not going to be watching them as closely as I should, I'll say like, okay, hey, hey, little kid, we're going to practice right now. So I'll say to Mikey, hey, little kid, come get in my car. I have some candy I want you to try. And we practice like, nope, you yell no. And if someone Mm -hmm. tries to grab you, You scream and you kick and you hit and you swear. And we practice all of those. And it's, I mean, we practice it on the way to every party. Okay, what do you do if if somebody tries to go in a room with you alone? What do you do? And it's just, it's an unfortunate thing that we have to do. Mm -hmm. The world is really big right now. And social media is really big. And every, everyone knows where everyone lives. And it's just, my kids play in the cul-de-sac unattended. And yeah, and we'll touch on all of those. But there's also natural disasters so yes that's even if thing. like mm-hmm. you think okay my kids are safe like natural disasters can happen so this conversation kind of came about with the Colorado fires I knew someone yeah. who was greatly impacted I also had a friend from high school who lost a child in a fire and my husband actually is a survivor of a house fire where he lost one of his best friends in the house so and he lost everything he owned like car and here's melted, what we don't think everything. about we don't realize how fast fires are and mm-hmm. that's something that brought this up to me and jenna i have a safety ladder in each of my kids rooms they're like 50 dollars on amazon but they've never come out of the box we've never practiced mm. we move every year 
so we don't ever like set down enough roots, roots to build a plan because we keep switching houses. So like, I don't know if there's a, like what room, all the rooms probably have screens on it, but like, I don't have any plan if there's a fire. I haven't said to my kids one time, like if there's a fire to get out of the house, like Mm -hmm. we've had tornado safety plans and hurricane when we've had hurricane issues and like power outage, like we have a stockpile of things, but we don't have a like get out of the house in 30 seconds timed practice plan. Mm. Yeah. So we do. And I think growing up, I had one. Actually, I know I had one. And then it got a lot more intense around 9-11 time because then we also had a terrorist attack plan. My dad was really big into that. And we always had safe words, fire safety and all of that. So I guess maybe it was instilled in me. And then my husband obviously is very cautious of fire. Like he's the kind of person that like you light a match, you put it in a cup of cold water, not in the trash can. So I think maybe start with fire safety plan because that's to me something that's really important because it's impacted three people that I know and has taken two lives. Um, I just always assume fire is slow. And so I'm really interested mm-hmm. in this part. I assume like, oh, there's a small fire and then you have 10 minutes to gather your belongings mm-hmm. and get out of the house. And I was shocked when I was reading about the Colorado fire that those people had yep. seconds to get out mm-hmm. of their houses and left their pets behind. Like, yep. That is never something, like I have goosebumps thinking about it, that is never something that crossed my mind that fires move that fast. Well, and you don't know where it's originating a lot of times. You don't know where it's Mm -hmm. the strongest. So in our house, we have an upstairs, which is just kids' room and a playroom, and then downstairs is our master. So we are mostly downstairs, but our kids sleep upstairs, and it's on the other side of the house. So if you can kind of picture that, like our bedroom's not, it's not like you leave our bedroom, go straight upstairs. In our last house, we were all upstairs. And so we have a little different plan for each one. So when we had a house where we were all on the same floor, since it was upstairs, we had a ladder in our room and then the kids' rooms that we would use. So we didn't have our son practice because he was three and our daughter was a newborn. So obviously they can't use the ladders by themselves. And then we had the ladder in our room and we just like, talk to our son about like, if you can come out, come to our room kind of thing. So now that we're on different floors, it's a little different situation. I think mm-hmm. um, if you have a one story house, what which I grew up in, the thing was we always had our screens off our windows and it's not a fall hazard unless you have like a super small kid. And so we were just always told lift your window and run out to the neighbor's mailbox, which is an important part, which yep. I'll get to in a minute. I forgot about the mailbox. Yes. Uh-huh. And so with our kids, we do not have screens on the their one window in their room, which I know can also be a danger. But my kids are old is enough, though, and I trust them. If they're gonna fall, the screen is not gonna stop our meaty kids. I don't know. Like, I guess it's like if you're, I know, the kids it's gonna like open the window and hang out. Should, yeah, you know <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, my kid has opened the window and thrown stuff out, but yeah. Okay, I mean, I, if you're going to hang stuff out, yeah. mine are going to fall through it. If right. they're going to fall it, they're going to go through the screen either way. Yeah. It's going to be WrestleMania related, not right. leaning out to hand you something. Yeah. And we have chimes. So like we can hear if they open the window yeah. and you can yeah. even just buy like little chimes. You don't have to do your whole house. I did it when I was in college. You can get like two yeah. for eight dollars on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. And so with the ladders, which Janelle is going to listen up on this one. Uh, mm. So each room has a ladder and they mm. are kid accessible. So they're not high up in a closet. 
they're actually both on the floor and they're up like on their side because it has like a little handle so they can, because it is heavy. So they can grab the handle and drag it out. And we have taken the ladder out. It's actually kind of confusing how to get it out and which way to face it. So we drew little arrows. Good to to know because I've never opened the boxes. Because you have to open it and then you have to like open the ladder itself. And then one part faces out and the other part hooks into your window. And then once it's out, they open the strap and it drops down. It's kind of confusing. So you do have to practice quite a bit. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, so we took a permanent marker and we drew arrows pointing out. So our son knows which part goes in because if not, then it's not on there secure and then they fall. We did that for both. My daughter is not going to be able to use it, but I'll get to that in a minute. So our son has two plans. So first, if the fire alarm goes off, which there are all different types of fire alarms now. And I was the kid that would sleep through fire alarms. They make these ones that you can record your voice. We don't have those. We just have a random voice and it's like fire, fire something like that. I don't know. We just tested them the other day. You would think I would know what it said because the statistics show that a voice is actually more likely to wake a child up or a sound asleep adult rather than just a beeping. This is interesting. I'm learning so, so much. Yeah. So ours beeps. I'm like and, taking notes yeah. on our own podcast. Ooh, like I can't listen back. So ours beeps and then it shouts fire over and okay. over. Obviously test those every year. We test ours on our anniversary. That's our fun anniversary date. So um, romantic. Usually a kid cries because it's not fun Happy for them to go off. Sorry. <laughs> so he goes to his doorknob when he hears that, touches it. Everyone knows this. If it's hot mm-hmm. or you see smoke under the door, stay in the room. If the doorknob is not hot, he opens his door and he looks. If it looks like there is no fire, he cannot see fire, he runs to his sister's room. Then he gets out her ladder, climbs down, we have a really tall house. I cannot really trust my three-year-old to climb down a ladder, nor yeah. can I ask my son to make sure she gets down safely. No. So he sets up the ladder. He climbs down. He runs to the neighbor's house and says, Peyton is in her room. Come with me. And he takes them to the ladder so they oh, can climb up and get so her. So smart. They are in on this plan. That's an important thing too. When <laughs> okay, we develop this. Yes. And so we told them, actually we had Ezra tell them so that he could go over it. And then you can worry about parents. We just tell them we've got ourselves. And this is like a situation, like say there was a fire on the stairs, like we couldn't get to our kids. I mean, obviously yeah. if we can get up there, we're going up there. That's his first plan. If his knob is hot, he sees smoke or he sees fire. He closes his door. He stays in his room and he gets his ladder out, climbs down, runs to the neighbor's house, says, my sister is inside, bring a ladder and shows where her room is. And he's, he knows the difference, like bring yeah. a ladder versus my sister's here. So then you have to think where would the fire engines most likely be coming in? Because that's another safety hazard. Your kid is going to be hyped up. They're going to be scared, especially if their parents aren't out there yet, or if their sister's not out there. And then you pick a safe spot that is on the opposite end from where the fire engine would be coming. So for instance, we live on a cul-de-sac. You come in on the left. So our neighbor on the right is their safe spot. So they go to that mailbox and they have hands on it and that's their safe spot so that they're not in the way of the fire crew. There's no risk of them being in the street for fire engines or anything like that. And that's where we all meet. And they just know like that's their safe spot. And like I said, the important thing is to let your neighbors know that they're a part of your plan. And we have a backup. If for some reason they don't answer, then they go to the other neighbor. And then, of course, 
the common sense teach your child to dial 911, but that's, I mean, they don't have phones at this age, so it's not always accessible. But teaching your kids to dial 911. It took me longer to teach my kids 911 than it did to teach them my phone <laughs> number because for some reason, 9991 sounds way better to them. Literally took them longer to figure out 911 than to figure out my 10 digit phone Is it 199? Oh, it's just Is so it? easy to invert yep. for them for some reason. Yep. And that's another point I wanted to make was the meeting place being very important because there's been untold number of stories of someone going back in for someone that's already mm. outside because oh, they don't seriously? have a meeting place. Yes, yes. That was a oh. huge thing when I was growing up. That's what the mailbox was for us was to make sure dad didn't go back in for one of us that was already out and just in oh the my woods. Gosh. Or yeah. a fireman doesn't have to risk his life going in for someone that's already outside. And mm-hmm. so the meeting place is huge on multiple levels. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And if your kid is struggling with 911, I mean, if you have a cell phone, you can tape the number on the back or have like a little place that they can go because that's also important, especially if you're a single parent or there's one parent alone a lot with kids or a caretaker mm-hmm. alone with kids where it's not a situation where there's multiple adults. Cause mm-hmm. I've always told Ezra, if something happens, like say I pass out, say I fall down the stairs, like he knows how to unlock my phone and dial 911 yep. because I mean, that's a whole other situation too. And We've then he knows, to he goes and unlocks the door. I'm alone for a week at a time. And some days mm-hmm. I don't talk to Josh for 24 hours. Like I could faint and no one would know right. for a day. And so we practiced, who do you call? Who do you mm-hmm. go to? They know if they can't figure out 911 to FaceTime Jenna and to they FaceTime have. my husband. <laughs> yeah, One time there was a fire at our apartment across the street and I went to go help. And I they FaceTimed Jenna yep. because they were so scared. I was like, oh, I love this. <laughs> there was no danger. I just wanted to make sure like everyone had gotten out because it was like a mom yeah. and a baby and it was like flames blowing out of the window and they were outside and so I just wanted to make sure everybody was out Mm -hmm. and my kids FaceTime Jenna because they know that's the rule or there was a car accident and I pulled up on a flipped over car and they FaceTime my husband because I was out talking to the police and they got scared right so yeah if they can't figure out 911 kids are really good at FaceTime so tell them they're two people to FaceTime or mark them with stars who they should FaceTime yeah exactly and like you can put little pictures next to like um your contacts so they can do it. I have little symbols like stars and hearts next Mm -hmm. to mine. So my kids know like Peyton can't read, but she knows like daddy's has like this symbol. Uncle Matt has this symbol. And there's all different types of plans. And I'm sure there's a ton of resources out there and you can get as detailed as like, this is our pet plan, like how to get our pets out of the house. There's also a lot of fire departments that will give out stickers that you can put in your window. And it's like so many pets live here. And so you can put like how many and what yeah. they are and stuff like that. That's our fire safety plan. And it, like I said, have it'll vary. Have you explained vary. to the kids now? So you explained to the kids not to worry about you. Have you explained to the kids? Because this was a big one of my parents mm-hmm. not to worry about the pets. My parents were yes. very adamant, don't worry about the pets. And I Which always we had was like, to, I'm going to worry about yeah. the pets. And they were like, you can't worry about the pets. Mm-hmm. We had to with a tornado that we had in our last house because there wasn't room. We had like a German shepherd <laughs> and a French bulldog. Sorry. Ezra wasn't thrilled, but I mean, Peyton was a newborn. So yeah. You have to do what you have to do, you know. So, I know you do. Um, and that's like having the plan. I said that there was a tor- – you're a German shepherd. I'll tap you with my dad. I told this story to Jenna before when there was a tornado at my house in Minnesota. And my dad was there recovering from his motorcycle accident. He couldn't get down the stairs fast enough. And I was like, I love you, and grabbed Zach and just ran <laughs> yes. to the basement. And then my dad finally stumbled that – like once yeah. I had Zach in the basement safe, I like went to help my dad finish getting down the stairs. But like if it was happening right then – 
you had a good you had a good life homie like <laughs> yep and so also talking about like i guess natural disaster type things tornadoes is another one mm-hmm. and this is just like one of our small things so we have a tornado closet and we only store pillows and blankets in there this could be coming from texas i don't know <laughs> if people do that here and everyone knows like internal of your house not upstairs mm-hmm. main level no windows, windows all of that yep. Ours is actually like under our stairs and it has been in both houses. It's nice because it's like, I mean, for guests, it happens to be in the guest room and I just store pillows and blankets in there. It's ready to go. I don't have to pull things out, which was in our last house. We didn't have an empty closet. So I had to pull things out, which was tricky, especially with two freaking out kids. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to move anything out. Everything's just on the side. If anything falls on us, it will not hurt us. And then we have a small emergency kit in there with like a flashlight, some food, water, a heated blanket, just little things like that. And if you're interested, we have one and we just happen to keep it in that closet. It's called a Judy kit. Have you heard of that? I've heard of this. Yeah. And they're like these orange kits. We have the backpack one, which is like a essential kit for a family of four up to 72 hours. Yep. And they have everything from that is the small kit. They're not cheap to a large tote. This was something that my husband was really passionate about and he got, and we've added a few other little things in there that we've had before. It's a nice to have. I don't think it's a Mm -hmm. must have. You can even make your own. Just make sure you have like some non-perishables and some water, stuff like that. Another thing I will add for safety kit is what I've read a lot is and this is something people might not understand that aren't in Virginia because in the Midwest, most of us have basements. I had never lived somewhere without a basement until I moved to Virginia and we had to do the closet hideout. It made me so anxious and my kids had helmets on and like, it was ridiculous, but putting shoes for everyone, a pair of flip-flops for everyone or shoes in your tornado um, safety kit because one of the most frequent injuries post tornado is people walking around barefoot because you run into a basement barefoot and all the glass is broken Mm -hmm. and you're walking around. We have a little safety kit that we just made and it's got what you said. It's, but it also has like a weather radio in it. It has a tiny first aid kit in it. It has, um, make sure you put batteries because we had a weather radio in our last one. The batteries were dead. So it was pointless, but batteries, chargers. Yes. Because before, like if what we were down there for like three hours recently, a phone charger. Because if you have yeah, power, your phone. If will you have most my, die. my phone was dying, and I was trying to watch the weather report on my phone because not everybody has cable TV. Like we don't have cable uh-huh. or TV in our basement. Oh, and regarding natural disasters, when COVID first started and food was getting really weird and scarce for a little bit, we actually went to Cabela's and bought one of those big kits of like freeze dried food. Yeah. Which, it's just, I mean, it lasts for like 50 years. Right. So it's just yeah. kind of one of those nice things to have on hand. And mm-hmm. we've seen different food shortages throughout this pandemic, but it's a nice thing to have on hand for natural disasters, like you mm-hmm. said. And so if yeah. things got really weird and we were stuck in the basement for a number of days, we would be okay as a family of four. And that kit wasn't yep. super expensive. So if you're not in the budget to get the Judy kit, which I know is expensive, and we have a tote bin too that's full of like all the first aid, all the like stuff we would need, even like yeah. baby wipes in case somebody has to poop while we're yep. <laughs> on the run. Just a side note, when you do start going over this with your kids, don't be surprised if either they show no interest or they become obsessed. My son, every time we move and we implement a new plan, he's kind of becomes obsessed. He made my grandmother 
which is his great grandmother, like hide in the closet, pretend like there was a tornado. And it was just because it was like new to him. And it's almost like playing out his fears makes him a little more secure. Mm -hmm. So don't be surprised Mm -hmm. at that. Um, Or don't be surprised if they act disinterested. And then six months later, are like, am I going to die in a tornado? Because that's how my kids are. They like to process it internally and agonize over it for six months and then be like, is this how I die? Yeah. (laughs) And we try to not like harp on it. We don't make it scary. Like if they're not listening, we're not like, listen up, this could you know, like really You're hurt you blowing or like, like whistles at them yeah, and right? them with a stopwatch. We kind of <laughs> make it like, ladder. yeah, we make it fun, but we tell them like, this is serious. Yeah. Yeah. We need you to focus. And so then with other like accident type injury stuff for our cars, we have like a little car safety kit next to my driver's door. I always have one of those like things that can break windows, cut seat yeah. belts, uh, flashlight, personal safety. I also have some personal safety measures in my car, which I don't feel safe disgusting because it's disgusting. an oozy. Well, it's just, I don't want people to know where they are kind of thing. Yes. But, but just, speaking of where things are, here's my other thing. This is from my dad. Your window breaker, put it uh-huh. in the, the drop down sunglasses thing because if your Ooh. car rolls over, it's gone. It's not going to stay in That's true. your little side thing. That was my dad's thing. It's He's like, it's much more likely that you'll be able to reach it if you're upside down, if it's in your sunglasses thing. Like the thing that pops? Yeah, the thing that pops the window yeah. out. No, the like, it, sunglasses. Yeah, you put it, yeah, the sunglass thing because that'll stay – most likely will stay closed. Otherwise, if your car rolls, your window popper is not going to be where Ooh. you set it. And if you don't have one, I guess your middle console or tape it down or something. True. Yeah. Middle console probably be fine or tape. Yeah. Tape it to something. That's a good point too. I never really thought about that. That's a good point. I'll need to move mine. Or I mean, mine has a keychain attachment, but like I don't like shit on my keychain and it's got the seatbelt like slicer on it too, but like I don't need that on my keys. So I keep it. Well, and my keys are never with me because I exactly. have like a keyless, you know, Yeah. So. Well, like, or one of our cars uses our phone to turn it on. Like I don't Ooh. have keys with me. Fit yeah. And fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have like a little kit in the back, which I've actually had to use. Um, yep. So of course, like you have like your jumper cables, your first aid kit, the normal stuff, your flashers. I have like a little, I can't remember what it's called. Like the thing that fills up your tire. If you ever get a flat, mm-hmm. I've had a dead car battery multiple times when I'm alone with the kids. So make sure you have jumper cables. And mm-hmm. then with that, we keep like bottled water granola bars because Same. we've been stranded. I mean, I've yeah. had to use them. Um, well, and that happened. Keep in, them up to date. <laughs> that happened in expired. Virginia, what, like a week ago that that whole road got oh, shut right. down with the ice storm and people were in their cars for like two days. Mm-hmm. Like that's we right. always have granola bars, water bottles. Mm-hmm. blankets we've I've never not had a blanket since I've had kids because I grew up in Minnesota and that was just what you planned on and I've gone in yep. the ditch and been in the ditch overnight before driving oh home gosh. from college all the AAA trucks can't get down the road mm-hmm. and clearly you can tell from my accent that I went to school on the border of Canada basically so <laughs> <laughs> having a real safety kit in your car is different yes. than just like the first aid target one you mm-hmm. buy too I have rope in my car because if you ever get stuck and you need pulled out, which happened to yeah. my mom before, yeah. I can't think of what else. I know there's like little things. And like I said, you can Google them and just kind of think about what you need. And then also with that, if you have kids in car seats, this is a big one. And I'm like mm-hmm. adamant about it. I made my own and I tried to look for them before I got on here and I couldn't find them. They must have been on my old computer, but I basically made a little piece of paper. I laminated it in case it gets wet. And then I what is the clear like packing tape to the side of car seats? And as your kids change car seats, make sure it goes with the car seat. 
And I also have them in my in-laws cars because they have car seats. And I put on there like, this is my grandparents' car at the top. And then on the sheet, I have their name, allergies, their date of birth. Don't put their, I guess you can. I'm not telling you what to do. I'd suggest you don't put their age because that's going to change every year and you're going to have to change yeah. it. Emergency numbers. And I always list two. I put my husband first and then I put, and in his car, I'm first. And then I put my in-laws because if he's ever with me or vice versa, yeah, can't call each other. Yeah. Um, and then their yep. blood type, if you know it. I mean, if you've crashed and say you don't have your license or your license yeah. fell and they don't know who you are and they don't know who your kid is and your chances are, if your kid's in a car seat, they're going to be okay. Yeah. And if something is and you're severely injured, they need to know what to do with your kid and who to yes. call. That's really and so sweet. I have them on I've never all of them. That. Yeah. And to make sure it's on the side where they would open the door to get your kid. Cause I've okay. also made that mistake. Like my kid was rear facing and though I had it towards the door. And then when I flipped them around, I forgot to take it off and put it on the other side. And they're not going to like, Oh, let me go look around this car and see if they let have a tag. Like, this car. Yeah. Yep. And it's huge on a black, it's white, huge piece of paper on a black car seat. So it stands out. So it's like, it's really and I did it in red, bright letters so that it's like, you cannot miss that. This is Ooh, Ezra this Wilson. Is super smart. Yeah. Okay. And now we'll get into like, the other stuff that we don't love talking about. I mean, none of that I like talking about. Oh, I have one more. Just kidding. I won't mm-hmm. share much about it, but we have an alarm system. And I think mm-hmm. it's really important if you have an alarm system to talk to your kids about what to do if it goes off. True. I won't be sharing my plan, but just think about it. If there is a burglary or an invasion, mm-hmm. home invasion, think about what you would want your kids to do and talk about it with them. And Ooh. I don't suggest sharing that one because you don't want people to know that. <laughs> yeah. But your kids yeah. need to know, like, I mean, for instance, I can share this, like, I don't want my kids screaming and yelling. If for some reason there's a stranger in the house, I mean, that could scare them off, but I don't want it to attract them. I've said that if somebody ever comes in our house, it's for money. It's not to hurt you. Even if right. we all know from watching murder shows, that might not be true. Yes. But I always tell, like, kids don't need to know Kids don't yeah. need to know that. So if they're coming right. in, they're coming for money. Let's keep everybody keep calm and we'll give them what they need and everything will be fine. Yeah. Zach knows how to operate our alarm system. He knows what oh, all the nice. buttons mean. I make him turn it off every morning so that he's like familiar with typing oh, the code smart. and like he's not afraid of it. And yeah. Make yeah. Because I mean like ours alarm. have ours has gone off plenty of times, like on accident or whatever. Yeah. But so they know what it sounds like. Make it go off so they know what it sounds like. Because it's louder than I think most people would think. Yes. Okay, now for real, the ones we don't want to talk about. (laughs) They just make me uncomfortable because, I mean, all of them are hard to think about. But I think these are especially hard to think about because it's more like ill will, I guess. I'd rather think about it now than think about it after the fact while I'm thinking of what I could have done differently. Yeah. Well, and so my parents did these. And I always want to ask them why. And I don't know if it's because there were a lot of child abductions in the 90s. Well, I think child 80s. abduction was like the brand new thing happening that That's we knew true. about in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Like it was like, oh my God, the world is going to shit. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh no, we just know about it now right. because of like the media and the news. Because I can remember when the Amber Alert became a thing mm-hmm. and that was close to home for us. Yeah. It was like a town over or a few towns yeah. over. And so it was like, I think maybe that's why they did it, but I don't know. Because I can remember them doing it from a young age. So mm. one of the things which Chanel kind of touched on is we have a safe word slash phrase. 
my kids know it, I'm obviously not going to share it. <laughs> Tell the and, world. Right. And it's not one that we use in our everyday language, but it's not one that would sound weird as well as it's yeah. not one my kids could forget. Yeah. And it's a word that would stick out. Like okay. if I said it to Brandon, he would be like, what? And he would know. So if we're talking on the phone, either to each other, my husband and I, or the kids, and we don't want to be somewhere or do something, but we feel mm -hmm. uncomfortable saying so, or we can't. Mm -hmm. For example, I was younger and we had a code word and it was, which I can share now because my parents are gone. Yeah, I'm trying to remember ours it. now. Um, I had a guinea pig and his name was Patch. And I would say, did you feed Patch? Ooh. And it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for me to okay. ask because this animal is in my room. So say I called my mom. So for instance, one night I called my mom because my friend wanted me to spend the night and I didn't want to spend the night. I didn't feel very comfortable at her house. It's one of those situations where she's like, do you want to spend the night? As and an eight-year-old, I'm like, right next to you yeah, and, and I'm like, um, I don't know if my mom will let me. And she's like, call your mom. And then you're sitting there. They and we don't have text next message. To you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I call my mom and she's like, I'm like, mom, can I spend the night at her house? And she's like, sure. And I was like, oh, but real quick, did you feed Patch? And she was like, oh my gosh, I forgot you have a dance recital like first thing in the morning. I'm sorry, you can't. And then I, of course, acted disappointed. And I'm like, oh man, like, mom, you know, you're and, the I, worst. Yeah. <laughs> and I used it a handful of times, even if I asked like to spend the night or to go with somebody, I just didn't want to. And then it can be even more like with your partner, a safe word. So if I even text the word or the phrase, like he knows to play along, Mm -hmm. not to be like what are you talking about like yeah uh, you know like role play it and play out the scenario as awful it is yeah. it, as it is so that they know to help send help or get you out of the situation and my kids know to say it the other re reason we use is to signal something is wrong even if it's in person so we'll just use my childhood one for example yeah so if we're at home and say my husband comes home and someone is in the house yeah. And they're like, don't tell your husband, you know, that kind of situation like you see on TV. I could say like, oh, by the way, did you get food for Patch, like the guinea pig? And so if I use that or if I call him and I'm like, on your way, pick up food for Patch, he knows something is going on. Okay. And that can be in person as well. And then the third reason we use it, which especially for young kids, is if there's an emergency and someone has to pick my kids up. They have to use the word or they don't go with them. Yeah. Now, I know this could be tricky. Like we could be in a bad accident, but then it's it's either that and my kids have to stay at this other place for longer until like a grandparent can get yeah. them or not. But I don't, I'm not willing to risk like, oh, just go with so-and-so. Like yeah. you never know. And we used that once growing up. Like my, I don't remember what happened. And this was before the days of cell phones. Yeah. And so my mom had sent someone to pick me up from school and I was like, and she said the word and I was like, okay. And nothing ended up being wrong. We just didn't have cell phones to communicate. Like, I think my mom was like running late or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to even think about the situation. Like sometimes it can be somebody, you know, and trust is coming to get your kid without your permission. And so yeah. you tell your kid, like if they don't or know somebody the word that and I didn't call the school, like. And so, like this guy that was in my dad's uh, work situation was like a part of our family for right. 15 years. Like mm -hmm. you can have a falling out with someone that goes off the rails and then yep. they know you're like, you might have to change your safe word. If yep. like you knew my safe word and then like I went crazy or vice versa, like you yeah. have to change. So make sure you're keeping up with it too. Yes. Yeah. And 
you need to have a plan with your kids. Like, hey, if you accidentally ever tell someone this, like you have to tell us. We will not yeah. be mad. And then you just yeah. change the word. If you have had to use the word, chances are you might have to change it depending mm-hmm. on who knows it. And then just talk to your kids about how this is like a family secret to keep us safe and mm-hmm. refresh it in their minds, especially if they're little. And then st- speaking of strangers, which I know you mentioned, and you say like you role play, which I think is great mm-hmm. about like, every oh, time get we my go car, anywhere, yeah. Which is really good. And we always just tell our kids like err on the side of caution. If you don't know them, you don't talk to them, you don't get in their car, you run away and you just scream over help, no, help, no, or help, help, mm-hmm. help, help. And scream and run as loud as you can. If you hurt their feelings, so be it. I'll deal with yeah. it later. And that's a big one we talk about our with our kids is an adult will never ask a kid for help. So right. if an adult comes up to you and says, I need help finding my puppy. Oh. Can you help me this? Can you help me that? You say, I'm a little kid. Find an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm a little kid. Find an adult. No offense. You're not going to help them. Yeah. I can help them. Adults help other adults. Kids don't help adults. So if an adult ever yeah. asks you for help, no. And if you have teenagers too, I think it's really important that it's okay to say no. I know that it's we're so hard. in a huge movement about being kind and spreading kindness and we see all these kind things on the internet. But mm-hmm. if anything in your gut is telling you to say no, like it's okay to say no. It's yeah. okay to not be the hero. I remember one time I was at a concert in downtown Dallas and this guy came up to it and it was me, another female and two males actually. Okay. And he was like, help, um, our car ran out of gas. Can you come help me? I have my kids and my family in the car and they're right up the hill. And I just kept thinking like something doesn't feel right. And then we went up the hill and it was like a group of four guys at a car. And, And so it's okay to say no, or it's okay to be like, no. And then if you still feel like you need to help, call 911 if you think it's an emergency. Or go tell a business owner nearby, like so-and-so needs help. Like, especially if you're a teenager, like it can oh. be dangerous and scary. And it doesn't matter male or female. It doesn't matter group or individual. Like, And the pushier someone is, the more that you should err on the side of caution. Because yeah. like, if you think about it, I was listening to a podcast recently and it was like, no should be a complete sentence. You shouldn't have mm-hmm. to offer any explanation. But if you say no, that makes me uncomfortable. And they're like, well, why does it like, come on, right. you're being too. Come on, yes. Oh, come on. Um, you're being dramatic. You're being overly worried. Like they use these like mm-hmm. trigger words, especially for women. I've had people ask me to let them use my phone before. Yep. And I know. Or just roll down your window. I just store. want to talk to you. No, like, sorry. I'm sorry. And it doesn't matter. Daytime, anything. Like, no, I mean, I've yes. had people approach me in the daytime that were clearly unsafe situations. Just roll down your window. Come on. I just want to talk to you just for Mm -hmm. a minute, just for a minute, please, please, please like jiggle your door handle, anything and just drive off. And then I only have two more and they're easy ones, quick ones. Uh, Both our kids are fingerprinted because you never know. Hopefully that'll serve them in the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Although if they get into trouble, their fingerprints are on the- They're on their own. Yep. Their fingerprints are in the system. So Just tell them that. um, Like, FYI, your fingerprints are in the system, so you stay out of trouble. (laughs) Well, they did ask, like, why? Because we recently got my daughter's. We have, like, a little bit of my daughter's DNA that we have in the freezer. Uh, I don't know. The hospital offered it to us. I was like- I think I don't have to. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't. God, know. I got to get in your freezer. The shit you know. talk about in this podcast, that's <laughs> right. in your freezer. It's like Ted Ticks. Bundy. Yep. 
And then the last is, which I know a lot of people don't, we have wills and they're not just like, Hey, will you take my kids? If something happens to us, like they're legit wills. I think I was paranoid when I went into labor with Ezra because I was like, what if something happens to me and he survives and then losing both of my parents. So we have a will and you can get as detailed as you want, as basic as you want. You can spend thousands, you can spend a hundred, it, whatever. You can write that shit and have somebody notarize it, like have something. (laughs) Yes. And of course we've talked to the people who would raise our kids. We want them raised in certain ways and they know it and it's emotional. Expect to cry the whole time, but, and people's feelings will get hurt. So don't feel like you have to tell everyone. Like we've gotten Mm -hmm. comments like, oh, well we thought we would be. Yeah. And you have to think about age as well as family lifestyle. Like there's some people I love, but I don't want my kids raised that way. So yeah. And you can't, and you, you're right. You don't have to tell anyone. No. That's a big thing I hear a lot. Yep. It's like, well, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. It's like, they don't need to know. And tell if they do know, the you're guardian. dead. So yeah. they just have tell to them they're with- the fucking guardian and then you're dead and they can be mad yeah. at you at your funeral. Yep. And That's if you fine. tell them like, oh yeah, you can be the guardian and then you die, they don't have any power if it's not written down. So, no. and there's, online services, in person, whatever you want to do. So we hope that helps you and keeps you guys safe. And if any of this has happened to you and you've had to put these in place, I'm sorry. And I don't even have words. And if anyone has tips, we're here to listen. I'm always here to improve ours. I think it's very important. So with that, do your family plan and call your therapist. (laughs) And take your meds. (laughs) 